0: When it comes to insurance, sometimes you never really realize how important it can be until you actually need it. Well, here at BSN Denver, we recommend Farmers Agent Bryce Babcock to all of our listeners as one of the most trusted and reliable agents in the metro area.
1: If I was a customer looking for a new agency, I would recommend Bryce because his agency hands down is the fastest people I've ever dealt with to get information back to you.
0: That was David. He's been a client of Bryce's for over three years now.
1: I used to have my homeowner's insurance with another farmer's agency that never really followed up, never followed up on the price. My price was actually dropped by almost 20 to 30 percent, switching over to Bryce, even with the same company. And like I said, his follow-up is awesome. He guarantees you at least a a one-time-a-year follow-up that he will sit back and review your file with you.
0: Like David mentioned, Bryce guarantees that type of communication because he understands how important it is to be relatable and accessible.
1: He's a great person not only be your agent, but he's a great person to be your friend as well.
0: If you're interested in making the switch to Bryce Babcock for your life, home, business, or auto insurance, be sure to call 303-996-6509 and mention BSN.
2: Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. And For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save ten dollars off your fifty dollars or more purchase for all of your parties and events, and have it delivered straight to your door. That's TotalBev.com or download the Total Beverage app. Now, let's jump into the show. This is the
1: BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network.
2: To work crisscrossing with jokes right in, turned out by
1: Jari. That was a one-on-two. The best avalanche coverage in
2: Denver. Presented by Total Beverage. I am your host Jesse Montano. I am joined once again by AJ Hayfley. AJ, how you doing, my friend? It's been uh, a very technical week for us at BSN. Some technical difficulties have have held up the relaunch of our new site. So it's been a few days since the um, lovely BSN listenership has heard your voice. How you doing on this very sunny Friday afternoon?
1: Uh, not complain, playing, man. Game, yeah. game of playing.
2: Uh, again, I, I mentioned it there. We do apologize. There have been some, uh, some, some difficulties uh, with with the rollout of our new site. Uh, we've we've had some hiccups. We were expecting it to be up earlier this week, and that just unfortunately has has not been the case as uh, it's we've run into some back end problems. So thank you guys so much for sticking it, uh, you know, sticking through it with us. We had a conference call this morning, kind of just getting an update and we are nearing the end of this transition. Uh, So again, thank you guys all so much for, uh, for riding, riding it out with us. I know it's been uh, a little confusing at times, but we're, we're nearing the end and and you'll be back to getting all that, uh, all that wonderful content that you have come to know and love. Uh, the business is out of the way. AJ, the Avs were back at practice today for the first time in over a week. Some not great news on the injury front. What else did you get from practice today?
1: Uh, I mean, they're just trying stuff right now. You know, uh, trying different line combinations. We'll see, you know, they're trying different pairings out. Uh, and you know, it's, it's funny, uh, the reaction of people today, like what they've been doing, hasn't been working. And so now they're going to try something different and people are upset and I'm just not sure what the expectation is here. They've been losing games. Are they supposed to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and just trusting that it'll magically get better? Like at some point, you know, they've been patient at some point, they've got to try some different stuff. And I think that's what we're seeing now is they're just saying, hey, uh, we're coming out of this break fresh. Uh, We're going to we're going to come in with a little bit of a different approach and we'll see how this goes.
2: I mentioned uh, an update on the injury front. What was kind of the news out of practice today?
1: Uh, Well, Barbario's in a non-contact jersey. Um, Nobody asked really what's going on with him just because. I don't know that anybody really wants to know the answer. Um, The big one. uh, Tyson Jost got hurt during his final Eagles game.
2: Tyson
1: Jost. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he got run over at the blue line. I mean, just absolutely run over. Mm -hmm. And um, his gear is in the Avalanche locker room, but uh, he was not. uh, No timeline on him coming back did not specify exactly what his injury was. The obvious leap is that he has a uh, he has another head injury. Right. So,
2: and it sounds like uh we're not expecting him back anytime soon, is that correct?
1: Uh there's no timeline. So, I mean, there's no timeline meaning he could be back in 5 days, he could be back in 5 weeks, it could be 5 months, I don't know.
2: Well, so there you go. That's kind of the the update from practice 24 hours ahead of the Avs getting back on the game ice for the first time as they will take on the Vancouver Canucks at Pepsi Center, 8 p.m. local start time for that tomorrow. So isn't that just great? 5 p or 8 p.m. Excuse me. We always love those. AJ, you and I started it last week. We put the call out for our BSN listeners to start sending in some emails of what they would be doing if they were general manager, some mock trades. How would you be going out to make this team better? And no surprise to anyone, you guys are again coming through full force. So we did one show last week. I told what you guys you do. Sorry. What would you do if I was doing it? If I was making a trade right now.
1: Yeah. If you were Joe Sakic and you had the uh, ability to uh, make a deal and let's just obviously assume that the other team is interested in also making a deal. Right, right. Right. What would you do given? How would you fix this?
2: So I talked about this a little bit on the show that was, I recorded on Wednesday. It was kind of posted yesterday uh,
1: it was it was posted for like <laughs> what like the fifty people who were able to get to it before everything crashed again.
2: Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, <sighs> there's some some uh, evidence of it out there. You know, AJ. Looking at the current, cause I, I, you want to try to be a, at least a little realistic with uh, you know with these. You look at the current landscape of of who's you know. Open for business. Who's willing to deal? Who might be available? And and for me, it's it's Sean Couturier uh, <laughs> from the uh, from the Philadelphia Flyers. To me, that gets you uh, you know some 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 good two way ability and a guy that can that can contribute offensively. He can jump in and be your two C right away. Uh, he, he makes you better in your own zone. He makes he gives you another offensive threat up front. Uh, to me, if if I'm making a move that that I'm saying what makes sense to help get us in this year and make us a better team long term, uh, Sean Couturier is probably my first stop this trade deadline season. What about yourself? Would do you uh, want like I trade mean, specifics from me, or is that um, did you just want kind of what I gave you?
1: That's fine. I mean, I was just curious, kind of, what you think, what what you thought.
2: Yeah, uh, Sean Sean I mean, Couturier for me is is kind of my that that's where I am starting, and I am seeing what that's costing, and I am seeing if that's probably
1: we, the most expensive route you could go.
2: Yeah, which I think gets you the most value in return.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, I, his contract is so valuable too, right. like a legitimate, high end second line center uh signed for three more years at just over four million dollars a year <laughs> i mean
2: right
1: you're you're talking about your first and second line centers making a, a combined ten and a half million dollars for the next three years yeah. so uh, i i mean that would i would pay i would pay a lot um no ottawa pick or anything right
2: no macaar um, no ottawa pick uh, but pretty everything much,
1: else is on the table though
2: yeah in in my yeah.
1: timmins uh, uh Timmins powers whatever like whoever whoever else they have a have a hankering for you know Joe say... kerfoot Comfort, whatever whoever they would want I agree. uh i would i would pay a i i would do like a four or five pieces for one mm-hmm. uh, to make that happen
2: what about you where, where how are you? getting this team back on track and, and in a position they can make a run.
1: Um, I would call up Winnipeg and I would, uh, I would see, I would gauge their interest in the old Barry for Truba deal.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, Truba's obviously not going to stay with the jets. Um, I think it's, you know, with Barry, I, you know, I don't, we don't need to go over this for the 8,000th time. <laughs> But, um, I think that that f- it doesn't fix things, but I think it stabilizes your defense and it gives you and it gives you the kind of high end two way presence that Eric Johnson hasn't been consistently enough this year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it would give Eric Johnson a different look at matchups because you could play Truba on like your first pairing, uh, either next to Johnson or behind Johnson and or ahead of Johnson. And totally just give your defense a, a, a very different look. Mm-hmm. Um whereas you kind of have to cater a lot of your defense around the uniqueness uh of Tyson Berry's game. Um if you could get a Truba deal going, that would be uh I think that would be very interesting. So that's where I would start. Because I think that I think that stabilizes uh um I think this stabilizes your defense uh and that'll I think that'll have a ripple effect on the rest of the roster.
2: Uh is he UFA after this year?
1: Uh no, he's got one more year.
2: One more year. No, I agree. That's a situation where uh you I mean, you wouldn't have to talk me into moving Tyson Berry for for a Jacob True, but I agree. I think that completely changes the dynamic of what you're doing, you know, of what you've got on the back end. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, you add in a Kale McCarr next year, and and uh, you're in really good shape on your blue line. So I think that, uh, yeah, I I I think that'd be a fine move. <clears throat> Let me get your opinion. We'll we'll round out this segment, and then we'll do some of the mock trades uh, in the next segment. Let's circle mm-hmm. back to Philly, just because again, I was kind of talking to myself there on Wednesday about uh, about the Philly situation and how Chuck Fletcher. Uh, the GM of the flyers has come out and said, Hey, anybody who's not Claude Giroux, call me, make me an offer. Just kind of your thoughts on, on what Philly's doing and how they're kind of going about it.
1: Um, definitely a disappointment for me. Uh, I had high expectations for Philly this year. I really like the, the team that they've assembled. Honestly, I, I don't know why that's not working. Um, you know, with Drew and Boracek and uh Van Reemstike and Simmons and Couturier and Konechny and Patrick, like there's some there's some serious talent in that forward core. Yeah. Um I do think that they're they're looking to give Nolan Patrick probably a bigger role and, and they want to see more of what he's got. Um uh, they've they've sunk a lot of money into bad defensemen over the years. Um and then you know they had all these young guys that came up at the same time and uh you know uh, Robert Haig and Travis Sandheim and Provorov uh Gostas Bear beat them by a year or two uh, they haven't so they've got a super young defense that's trying to figure it out in front of really shaky goaltending and it's just i mean talk about a massive situation um i i for Philly i mean i would i would be very intrigued by a handful of their guys, honestly. Like I I love Travis me Um and again, that's probably one of the guys that they're you'd have to like pry from their cold dead fingers, right? right. Like they're not interested in moving that guy.
2: And and they said uh, publicly that it's just Jeru, but when you look at the roster, you look at the organization, you have to imagine Carter Hart's probably on that list. Nolan yeah, Patrick's absolutely. another one that
1: for for the Patrick, I think they they would move.
2: Yeah. It has to be for the right deal though. Now. So just when guys say, just when when general managers come out and say, I only have two guys that are untouchable, that means there's two guys are not even taking calls on. That doesn't mean that they're completely willing to give up, uh, you know, Sean Couturier and Nolan Patrick, but just saying, Hey, you know, we'll at least listen. We'll hear what you have to offer. And if it's something that, yeah. that really, tickles our fancy we'll go for it. but that doesn't necessarily mean that those guys are up for sale uh yeah
1: and you know the team that's just where everything is really kind of gone sideways for them um like it has this year yeah you know it's what do you do you know
2: is that um, a potential fit for uh Semyon Varlamov trade
1: uh I don't think so um I've I've tried to put those pieces together all year and I think if they were going to do it, they would have done it by now. Mm-hmm. Uh but Car I mean, Carter Hart's been so good for them that why not? Man? Yeah. I mean you can say oh he's not ready or he's too young or whatever, but he's producing. You know, he's he's gotten in there and he's played uh he's he's played a handful of games now and he's played very well. Just it's his time, just let it be. All
2: right. Well let's go ahead and take our first break here when we come back. We have a few of those mock trade proposals queued up that we will be running through and giving our opinion on this is the bsn avalanche podcast presented by total beverage we will be right back
0: green mountain dental group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in lakewood for over 40 years whether it's cosmetic oral surgery or preventative dentistry at green mountain dental group you will find nothing but the best For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver. Welcome back in. Second segment here, the BSN Avalanche podcast
2: presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into our second segment, I want to tell you guys about Get Around. If you guys are ever in need of a car or truck for a few hours or a few days, Get Around has got you covered. GetAround is a car sharing app. You can literally unlock cars near you through their app. Better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation. GetAround's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service has you covered. Find out how much you can earn at GetAround.com and go to get.co slash nuggets to save $15 off your first rental. AJ... We talked a little bit about the Flyers and kind of what the situation is there, how they are really going to be active in the trade market you would think here between now and we'll say the draft as they kind of kind of try to sort out what's going on there, but the abs have to try to get things together between now and April. Do we have a few trade proposals that people think might be able to get that done?
1: Uh, I'm sure.
2: Well, let's dive in. What do you got? Hit me hit me with the first one and uh and we'll go from there. Oh. You completely unprepared. Yeah. I <laughs> assumed you had them pulled up. No. No. Damn. So this is awkward. This as is a... as as you catch us completely with our pants down here, as we try to look professional.
1: Don't don't talk about my pants in front of other people.
2: Mm, it's too late. I already did. Right. There's nothing well, anyone can do about
1: it. I mean, it has been it has been kind of a weird week for us, so
2: yeah. Screw it. At this point, we can just make trades up off the top of our head.
1: Well, I mean, that's really all this this really is, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, basically.
1: Okay. Well, uh, here's one that I find I find interesting because I think it's um, I don't know that it's realistic because I don't think the Canucks would do this. But we have Tyson Berry for Brock Besser. And I think Vancouver is a really good fit for Tyson Berry. I also think that's a team that probably really likes Tyson Berry. Yeah. But there's no way they're giving up Brock Besser. There's no way they're touching Pedersen or Besser.
2: Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. Um, I I think... I don't remember who it was. I, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Everyone's for sale for the right price, mm-hmm. but I think it would have to be Tyson Berry plus 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 to get a a Brock Best out of there. And at that point, how much you know, how much are you actually making your organization better?
1: Yeah, like especially because they, you know, they do have uh, they did draft Quinn Hughes, so they've got the high end offensive guy coming. Right, but this is this is a different NHL. You need guys that can skate pucks out now. Mm-hmm. You know you you've got to be able to have a couple of guys that can that can move pucks. And you know, as much as I I've, I've been a fan of Brock Besser, uh, and as much as he kind of took everybody by storm last year with that thirty goal onslaught in like sixty games or whatever uh, before mm-hmm. he got hurt to finish up the year, you know he hasn't been the same guy this year. And he's been productive, but he hasn't been elite. You know, he hasn't been on that that level. I'd be really interested. Um, I'd be really interested in seeing exactly how Vancouver would value that deal. Now, again, I don't think that they would do it just because they've got Pedersen and Besser that they can just put together. Um, you know, a total set and forget two thirds of a top line, a legitimate top line that you could be fine with forever. Yeah. And they don't have that third guy, you know, you get Barry uh, in that deal and all right, cool. Like you're now, now you're back down to the one guy in your top line, but you've got, you know, on your defense. Now, now you've got Quinn Hughes and Tyson Barry, uh, and only you to, to kind of start building your future defense around. And Hey, that's a that's a pretty interesting group. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden like your defense is looking hey, not only is it going to be formidable, but uh it's built for this era. This it's built for this NHL where you worry less about the the old school, you know, hard to play against big guys, physical guys. Like you need some of that and they have but they have some of that already. Um and so it would be it would be in, you know, they've got Eric Goodbranson for the next couple of years. You know, Branson's not runaway awesome or anything, but that's that's what he is. He's that big rugged physical guy. And, you know, it would just be it's it's just interesting. It's it's to me, I think it's it's an interesting framework for a deal. It's an interesting conversation. I I think if they had a little bit more uh legitimate talent in the NHL, like had Jake Vertanen and Nikolai Goldobin kind of come through and been the guys that they, that they wanted, um, you'd be having a different conversation, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, Bo Horvat is a legitimate center, you know, it's he's, he's a good NHL player not great but he's he's really good like really solid and down the middle you know with Pettersson and Horvat I mean I guess you could do Pettersson Horvat and and Besser is your first line or if you get rid of Besser then you could put Pettersson next to Horvat and you still have two-thirds of the top line but now your center depth is a little weaker because you could have had uh you know Pettersson and Horvat one and two down the middle which is if that's something to build one right Uh, And then, you know, they they got Brandon Sutter from Pittsburgh a couple years ago as, like, their 3C guy that they're paying way too much money to. Um, So it's – to me, I think it kind of depends on what their priorities would be, right? Like, what they want to do. But I think they can't give up Besser just because they're just not quite there yet, right? Right. Like – what they've they've invested a lot of draft picks uh the last couple of years in like high draft picks in uh in their forward core uh you know they uh 2017 they had uh three picks in the top two rounds and they took Patterson Lind and Godoyevich. and like those are you know those are some solid guys that you can you can that you're feeling good about um, with the two second round guys in their first year of pro hockey this year, you still don't really know what's going on there. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Uh, And then last year they also took Jet Wu in the second round. So that's another, like that's another good defenseman that they've got that's on the way, you know? So Barry, Barry would be an interesting fit for them today. um, But I think given where they're strong, organizationally, organizationally, um, they've got to keep Besser. Besser is going to be too important to them.
2: Is there, I mean, what kind of add-on do you think it would take from the abs perspective to be able to draw out? A, I mean, and I don't need ultra specifics, but I, as far as would that be a top prospect? Would that be a, a first-round pick? What do you think it'd be in addition to Barry to make that trade plausible?
1: Uh, to pry out Besser, honestly, you you probably have to go a little bigger than you want, right? You'll probably have to give them, uh, like a Jost or a Kerfoot. Maybe they want a prospect instead. You know, maybe they want, uh, Bowers. Maybe they want Comper. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I think that I think that would be it. Would be a hey, replace Besser. You know, we need an NHL forward. Right. Um, yeah.
2: No, I I think that's fair. I, again, I was just curious as to as to would
1: you do that say it's Comfort, because i know vancouver does like Comfort. um would you do would you do uh barry and, and Comfort for brock besser straight up just two for one
2: it's tough I mean, isn't I mean, it i i honestly don't know if i would because it's tough. just because you've seen i think of the three uh you know quote unquote, you know, the, the roomies on on the abs. I think is the one you've seen the most growth for growth from this season. At, at least I have. Yeah. Yeah. So of the three of them, I think you're back to kind of feeling the best about him where it's like, hey, this is this this looks like it's going to be a legitimate middle six. Uh, you know, can play in, in different situations. You got him on your power play. You got him on your penalty kill. I think a guy like JT Confer holds a decent amount of value that I don't know if I'd be comfortable giving up that and Tyson Berry in exchange for, mm-hmm. to your point of Brock Bester, who right now is, is having a down sophomore season uh, compared to his, his rookie year. So I guess, yeah,
1: I mean, it's not, it's not like down. It's just not quite,
2: not the same. Not, not yeah.
1: I mean, good. he's, he's on a, Pretty similar point pace, um, but it's just not. Uh, it hasn't been crazy goals, right? right? And you're talking about getting a guy that would be on your second line, right? So,
2: right. so it, it's a lot to give up for a guy that that you know isn't a uh, a top guy for you. Next one, let's do one more here this segment, and then we'll uh, we'll jump out.
1: Um. Okay. Uh, well, in that case. Um, we've got one with Anaheim here. Uh, the Avs would get Ricard Raquel in exchange for Kerfoot, Ty Lewis, and Ottawa's third round pick.
2: Uh, if it's year. Ty Lewis, move on, not even entertaining it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, give me the uh, give so me the pieces going back one more time. Kerfoot,
1: Ty Lewis, Ottawa's third round pick which will be at the very top of the third round in the first like five or six picks of the third round.
2: So, and especially if, you know, if they finish way near the bottom, that's essentially a late second rounder.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're still talking about top 100 selection. So uh, in exchange, you get Ricard Raquel um, who's 25 years old. He's signed for three more years under $4 million uh, he's got 24 points this year. He had a 69 point year last year. Uh, he had a 51 point year the year before that. But he's he's got three straight years of 20 goals. He's got the last two years he had 30 goals. This year he's all the way down to eight. So um, you're buying you're buying low on a guy, but you're still giving up some pieces here.
2: And he has yet to play a full NHL season. Uh, I mean, last year he played 77 games, so you missed five yeah. at the end of the world. And he's
1: got multiple 70-game seasons, so he's going to miss a couple of games every year, but it's not the Eric Johnson roll the dice. He could be a 40-game guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Now, uh, I, again, that price is a bit steep for me. Uh, for you know, For a winger that you're asking to not be a top-line winger, in in theory. Uh, you know what? I, I I probably would. I would probably do that. In in all seriousness, Ty Lewis is where I'm hung up on that one. I'm way higher on Ty Lewis than most. But I
1: than just about everybody else yeah, out there.
2: I said than most. But I, I that kid's he's free money. You know? I like him. You yeah. said you do like him or I don't like him.
1: I do yeah. like him. No, he's, and, and I, you know, I saw him a couple times in person uh, when I was up in uh, Loveland a week ago, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, liked, really liked his game, uh, especially the first night I was there. He could have had like four assists. The dude was all over the place. Yeah. So, so,
2: so I do. And I guess it depends. I like it. depends him. on what you think, what kind of ceiling you can get for a guy like Ty Lewis. Because to me, you know, Alexander Kerfoot is, he, he played a full college career. This is his second year in in the NHL I think you know he's a really solid 40 point guy and I kind of think that's what he's going to be uh so I think if you can upgrade that you give up a third round pick that was never yours to begin with uh so so for me it it all jokes aside it, it would kill me a little bit to give up Ty Lewis just because that's that's found money you didn't have to use it. I
1: mean, it's a solid. It's it's like having a solid like third or fourth round pick that is actually panning out.
2: For right. You. Exactly. That that that's a guy that, in my opinion, you look at the production he's having this year in his first AHL year, after what you saw in him the, his last two WHL seasons, especially his last WHL season. And to me, that's a guy that you're saying, all right, you can. We feel pretty safe saying that's going to be an NHL for us. Probably in the next three to four years,
1: uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, he's got a long way to go.
2: Yeah, well, absolutely. But but you look at that progression, and I think you can kind of start to project that as long as he's getting better, you're going to get some level of an of an NHL player out of him. So I guess you weigh that against how sure are we of that, and and does losing both him and Kerfoot, are you making that up in a in a Ricard Raquel? And I, if the answer is yes, then. I say you do it. Cause that's again, one that given the age and given the contract, he makes you good now yeah. and he makes you good for the next three years.
1: Well, and Raquel is also uh Raquel is also uh, an interesting guy because he's another one of those uh, guys that can play all the forward spots. Mm. Uh, so he can move around and do whatever you want in that lineup. Um, and You know, he is he is having a down year this year, and I would say that's my only hesitation with that deal is that you're buying low on him. Right. And, you know, he's gone from a 30 goal season to an eight goal year so far. Like he's not he's probably not hitting 30 again this season. So
2: then do you maybe put it
1: you're buying low on him, um, and it's not and it's not like he's playing next to nobody. He's he's been a 30 goal guy playing next to Ryan Getzlaff, and he's playing next to Ryan guest again this year. So, um, you know, why, where's, where's the production gone? You know, which guy are you paying for are you paying for a 30 goal guy? Or are you paying for the 18 goal guy? He might end up being this season.
2: And so maybe that's a situation where you, you send a conditional like you
1: drop the third round pick. Off yeah, that. You,
2: maybe it's a conditional pick. Hey, if he comes over and, if he scores more than twenty five goals this season, it's a third if he doesn't, then it's a fifth or you know something like that. maybe, yeah, I think that that pick uh you'd maybe have to put some kind of you know conditions on uh, something like that to make me feel a little bit more comfortable. but I think for the most part, I, I think my final answer would be yes if if I had that option, Ricard Raquel for Alexander Kerfoot, Ty Lewis, and a I'll say a conditional pick uh the the best it
1: so no longer ottawa i was about
2: to say the best it can be is ottawa's third uh third round pick this year i don't think you're gonna i well so i think you can say if it's you know if if he gets to whatever that condition if he meets the condition just give him the higher
1: of the two third rounders that way that's what i'm saying he he
2: they get cool the their pick of those two third rounders which why would you not take that <laughs> he's, he's,
1: he's got an average 0. 0.8 points per game in an abs uniform <laughs> yeah. otherwise
2: well so you could put the the ridiculous condition that they did for the <laughs> jerome mcginla deal if he plays the rest yeah, of the yeah, game scores 50 goals and you win the stanley cup it's like they might not even get in and they didn't yeah But uh
1: have to win the Stanley cup when you don't make the postseason, there. eh boys.
2: I don't think we got an official answer from you. Would you take that deal? Ricardo Kell in exchange for Kerfoot Lewis and a third.
1: Um, probably. All right. I would rather be Colorado's third than Ottawa's third. But at that point, you know, I, I would probably do that. Yeah. All right.
2: well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll, uh, we'll run through a few more of these. These are a ton of fun. This was a great idea, AJ. Good for you. VSN <laughs> and Aval-
1: good good for me for stealing it from jets nation yeah that's
2: not important that's not important okay and actually guys
1: well shout out to those guys because absolutely it was a great idea and when i reached out to them they were totally cool with me taking it (laughs) after as long as they 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 said as long as there was no trading for patrick linea involved which i don't want to do anyway so yolo
2: Uh, All right, guys, we are going to take one more quick break here. But before we do, I want to remind you guys about our great partner at Strava Craft Coffee. We are excited to tell you about this. As always, guys, this is some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and the reviews are incredible. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pains, arthritis, IBS, and it has even helped decrease anxiety, anxiety, you name it. CBD is all natural and non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty and we could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2018 at checkout and you will get it shipped straight to your door. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Third and final segment, BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano and AJ Haefeli taking your trade proposals, letting you know what we think about them, letting you know if they're realistic or not. AJ, you were reading off some pretty wild ones to me during the break. What you got? What you got queued up for us to discuss for the lovely BSN folk?
1: Um. We've got one here, um, another Barry deal, except this time he goes to Florida.
2: Okay. Who's been active in the trade market already this trade deadline season?
1: Yeah. And they go and get Tyson Barry um, for Henrik Borgstrom and a pick. And he was open-minded as to the pick.
2: I'll let you go first on this one.
1: I mean, it's not enough. Yeah. Okay. Got um, we're on the same page. I like, don't want to sound just to, just to start like Henrik Borgstrom had a, you know, good DU career. Uh, but he's not done a ton in the NHL yet. Um, he can't, I mean, he's not sticking in the NHL consistently. Mm-hmm. Um. He I think he'll end up being a player, but his away from the puck game has always really concerned me. And uh another pick just like, okay, great, another draft pick, but even if it's a first rounder, um iffy for, yeah, you're, for Barry.
2: The Avs aren't you're taking ne- a is,
1: big step back.
2: Exactly. And the Avs aren't in a position where they're willing to sacrifice just just for picks we're past that stage know, the abs aren't quite into the full-on go for it contender phase yet but you're you're past the phase of all right we're willing just to take on a ton of draft picks now if you get to the trade deadline this year and you're out of it and someone's offering you you know picks for colin wilson or or whatever you know take them uh, as long as our picks for this year, but yeah, I mean, you're not unloading Tyson Berry for, for a first. What does that do you? That yeah, doesn't well, do you anything.
1: For for Borgstrom and then a, a future first, like the temptation is, if it was Florida's first this year, you know, what if they don't get much better? Right, right. Because right now, uh, they have the sixth pick. So you'd still have Ottawa's pick, and then you would have the sixth pick on top of that. That's situation where you take Bowen Byram. You know, you take the top defenseman in the draft, uh, and then you take whoever you get with Ottawa's pick, and you've got two top ten picks, and then whatever the ABS, you know, losing Tyson Berry, they'll probably take a step back. They could end up with three top ten picks with the, at that point.
2: <laughs> right. Wouldn't and that be Henry wild? And
1: then Henrik Borgstrom on top of that. And so it's like, okay, well, you know, maybe, but at some point, you know, trading these guys for first round picks. You want these guys, you want the first round picks to start staying
2: and playing.
1: So, you know, and, and we've already talked about how the abs have a bunch of, of those guys coming in uh, next season. Right. So, you know, why, why not just wait and see what happens? With those guys next year instead of you know blowing it up and doing something majorly drastic this year,
2: uh-huh.
1: so just no, to, just you know it, it's an interesting idea uh and it really kind of goes to show you where people are with the Barry stuff in that it's it's tough yeah it it it's hard to find a not only a good fit but a team that could make good use of him, a team that makes sense uh for going out and getting him right now um you know that fits those goals and a team that's has has the assets to pay Colorado. That's not only fair value, but help the ads. Mm-hmm. So uh it's. It, I think what we're what we're getting out of this this exercise is the Tyson Berry stuff. It's so hard to figure
2: out value for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is because. It is. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, he brings a lot of value to your NHL, you know, roster. And also for me, the, the, the other hard part of it is how much do you trust that, that Kale McCarr really is going to step in and be a, a relatively seamless transition? Obviously, you're not going to get a totally seamless transition. Players have, you know, growth in their game and, and all that. But how quickly are you expecting Kale McCarr to truly get up to speed to the point where he's, he's impacting your roster. And, and if that takes, you know, maybe an extra year than what you were hoping for, how much does that set you back? And but there's, there's a yeah. lot that goes into a Tyson Berry trade. And that's part of the reason I, I, you know, I, I get frustrated when people say, Oh, trade, trade, fill in the blank. Anybody, you know, we had, uh, a, uh, a, tweet come to us the other day that said, Oh, here I am. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the cutthroat GM And it was, it was trade this person, trade this person, get rid of this person, send this person down and trade this person. It's like, okay, great. So, so those, those players are, our problem spots in your roster, but now what? And I think that's the part that a lot of people forget is simply saying, trade Tyson Berry, his value is high. It's okay. It's high because he's playing well. So you remove that from your roster or anybody, you remove that from your roster and you suddenly have a, a new hole to fill. And, and, you know, a lot of people are, are I think get caught up in the, oh, well, Kale McCarr coming just like that. You look at Nikita Zadoroff. You look at Sam Gerrard. You look at Eric Johnson, probably the poster boy for, yeah, they can be a good player, but it might take a while. Now, everything we're seeing, everything we're hearing about McCarr, I don't think that it's going to be the same uh, path as Eric Johnson. But it's, it's just every trade's a calculated risk. And, uh, and long story short, I don't think that's one I'm willing to take.
1: Um, yeah, I, it's interesting. I've got a smaller deal here that I think is kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, from our guy Michael Harrison. Shout out yeah. to him who's always always very active and showing up to watch parties and hanging out with us and he's a he's a fun guy hanging cool out. Life. Um the Avs get uh, Jesper Fost from the Rangers and a fourth round pick in exchange for Andrew Ghetto, Boykov, and a third round pick. So they, they dump a prospect that they probably won't make use of in Boykov. Um They get something for Andrew Ghetto, uh, who's probably, whose time in Colorado has pretty much run its course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get a fourth, which they don't have, and give up their third. So it's basically like trading down uh, from the third to the fourth round. It'll be like a mid-third to a higher fourth round. At this point, mid fourth round with the way the Rangers have played. Right. Uh and upgrading from Andrew Gatto to Faust. Uh, who's had who's, is a solid player. He's a solid mm-hmm. 30 point guy. Um I would say an upgrade on Matt Nieto. Yeah. And keeping Matt Nieto. So Nieto then would take Andrew Gatto's spot, and Foss can take uh uh, where Nieto is playing next to Calvert uh, and whoever their center is on any given day. You know, today it was, today it was JT Comper. So. Um, uh,
2: I, I like that actually, because that's getting I something too. I too. that's getting something for Andrew ghetto that again, you had high hopes for him when he first came in uh, because of the, uh, the obvious, <clears throat> excuse me, instant success he found in, in this lineup. It's obviously gone away, so you're getting something for that, and uh, yeah, like you said, you know Sergey Boykov, fine prospect, but <clears throat> even you know even if he really figured his game out in the AHL, it's just a crowded lineup right now on the Avs' future blue line. So yeah. you're right; that's probably someone that that is going to have a tough time finding a role uh, at at the NHL level. And I, I like that. I would I would pull the trigger on that one.
1: And, uh, you know, Faust is, uh, he's 27, I believe. Yeah, 27, and he's signed for another year after this uh, at $1.85 million. So, uh, very reasonably priced, um, and it's, it, again, like, this is a min, this is, this is, like, MMO-style min-maxing of your roster, right? Where right, you, right. you make little itty-bitty upgrades, that have uh, small ripple effects on the rest of the roster. So you upgrade from Nieto Nieto upgrades from Andrew ghetto um, in terms of a fourth liner that can actually handle a fourth line role, which we have not seen Andrew ghetto do, but we've seen Matt Nieto do. Uh, and then, you know, you're, you're solid there. Like it makes you just a little bit better and in doesn't, and it just doesn't cost very much overall. So that's that's a I like a move like that. I think that's really good. And since we know the ABS front office uh listens to the show, they should definitely call up the Rangers and see about that.
2: Yeah. So there you go, Joe. Uh Michael Harrison thinks that's a good uh good deal and, and we agree with him. So let's let's get that one uh let's get that one done.
1: <laughs> Michael Harrison thinks it's a good deal. Do it.
2: Do it, Joe. Do it. You got one more for us?
1: Yeah, um, this one is interesting. (laughs) It's another Barry deal. Um, But it's contingent upon Eric Carlson leaving San Jose.
2: Which I think is a pretty safe bet. We'll see. Man, oh man, are the Oilers in cap trouble, dude. I know. It's crazy. That's honestly
1: the hardest part of making a deal with the Oilers right now is figuring out their cap.
2: Well, cuz they've got Andre Sakara coming off LTIR. Soon. I know. And they are they are pressed up. They have uh
1: they're already using uh they're they're using um Sakara right now uh for LTIR for for cap relief. So when he comes back, they're gonna lose that cap relief. And uh they're gonna to have to figure out how to get rid of several million dollars.
2: Cause I mean they're s I mean they are mean they are they are at the cap.
1: Yeah, they're, they're gonna have to find a cap. way to bury like meaningful money.
2: Cause Andre Sakara is coming off LTIR at five and a half million per. Yeah, so his, call them up
1: and uh, see if they'll give up uh, Tobias Reeder for a seventh-round pick.
2: I, I mean, this is probably why they fired Peter Shirelli, because I'll bet you you could have gotten away with something pretty ludicrous. Because, man, oh, man, are they in some serious trouble, man.
1: Well, you know, I mean, they're spending $18 million on their defense right now. And, like, it's a bad defense.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, like, the Avs are spending $22 million on theirs, and it's a much better defense than what Edmonton's rolling out there right now. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. So, yeah. Wow. Not yeah, they're, a, not- they're not in a good place. So anyway, this deal, um contingent on uh Carlson not coming back, uh one for one, either Tomas Hurdle or Timo Meyer. Just straight up. You know, Hurdle yeah. was signed for three more twenty five. Oh, this in year. exchange
2: for Barry. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: And signed for three more years at five six, uh five point six mil. And he's uh, having a career year this year. He's got 45 points in 47 games. His career high is 46 points, which he's done twice. <laughs> so uh, he'll probably smash that. Yeah. Uh, and the other is Timo Meyer, who is in the last year of his ELC and was taken one spot ahead of Miko Rantanen uh, and has 46 points in 49 games on his own. So.
2: Um, again, so assuming this is a summer deal yeah. and EK sixty five isn't coming back, yeah. I could see San Jose being interested in something like that because they have obviously found a way to make Eric Carlson and Brent Burns coexist. Uh, you know, as far as power play and ozone starts and things like that. Um well, and as Burns ages. Barry
1: would lighten some of that pressure. He would lighten some right. of that load. Right.
2: Um,
1: I thought it was interesting.
2: Timo Meyer, I would probably do, but I, I wouldn't for Tomas Hurdle.
1: Personally. Um, I think I would. Ooh, I don't know, man. I've never been a big hurdle fan. So it's hard for me to be like, sure, I would totally do that. But at 25, <laughs> he signed for three more years at a very reasonable price.
2: He plays just... on that
1: second line. I, You know, it's it's kind of what we've talked about of you're shifting 50 points here for 50 points there.
2: Right. But Damn. you're
1: also getting cost-controlled guy. You're getting younger. And in hurdle, you're getting a guy that's making Barry's money, but for the next three years. So um, pretty good deal there uh, in terms of manipulating the cap. That's a really good deal. If you're planning on going out and signing two big ticket free agents this summer,
2: if you're planning on trying to pursue Eric Carlson or
1: (laughs) that would be funny to sign, make that deal and then sign Carlson. (laughs) Um,
2: But, but you know, if you're, to your point, exactly. You know, if you're if you're gonna go after, <clears throat> excuse me, Mark Stone or Matt Duchesne, which I'm not saying they are, but but that caliber of free agent, yeah. If you're gonna yeah, go the after nine, the, the
1: nine million dollar guys, like right. say you go out, go after Mark Stone and Artemi Panarin, you know, you get a left wing and a right wing, and then Tomas Hartle is your center. Congratulations, you just built a second line.
2: Right, right. Uh, like you, I've I've That'd never be a fun second line. i being insane second line. I uh, I've never been the biggest Tomas hurdle fan. So that's probably why uh, that one for one doesn't move the needle much for me. Uh, but Timo Meyer. Yeah, I would do that.
1: See, I don't think they would do Timo Meyer just because I think
2: it San Jose.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't think so either. That's probably why I'd, I'd say yes to it.
1: I mean, I'd say yes to Timo Meyer as well. Um,
2: Man, you know what? Uh what San Jose needs is some picks, man. <laughs> yeah, they do. They uh Yeah.
1: If they don't win the cup, dude, they're they're in for it. Like they really are, because they have gone all in on the next like two seasons. Yeah. And you could argue it's this season because you know, how much longer is Joe Thornton gonna play?
2: Well, and even if they – here's the kicker on this, though. Even if they win the Stanley Cup this year, which, again, you always say, ah, eh, who really cares if we won the Cup, especially in their yeah. instance. But you're not picking in the first round again until 2022 if you win the Cup. Yeah. Which – so, you know, for this year, you'll say, ah, who cares if we're not picking in the first round and won the Cup – but by the summer of 2021, you're probably going to be saying, holy smokes, we could use a first-round pick. That cup was great two years ago.
1: Well, then, and what's funny is that that pick, uh, if they lose the cup final, they lose that pick.
2: Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I misread that. Yeah. yeah. If they, so they don't even have to win. Yeah, wow. They just have to
1: make the cup finals, and that pick goes to Ottawa. Oh,
2: my gosh. Yeah. No second-round pick in... 2021, and they don't have their own second round pick this, this year. year as well,
1: or their own fourth.
2: Let's see. Yeah, it's it, a lot, man. It's a, it, and and the pick they do have this year is conditional. Oh, that's not telling me. Cap Friendly is such an awesome website.
1: Dude, it's amazing
2: yeah man San Jose holy smokes, I thought it was if they won all that. so if they come out of the west and lose to Tampa Bay, they aren't picking in the first round till twenty twenty two man
1: yep <laughs> well, and um what's uh in in the Carlson deal, um they gave up uh josh Norris, who was their twenty seventeen first rounder.
2: Well, that's what I was just about to say. I mean, that's and a team they didn't that
1: have one in 2016. That so,
2: really needs some
1: like something, they're all in on Ryan Merkley.
2: Yeah, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> oh man, AJ, any uh, anything else to add today?
1: Um, no, I'm it's you know, these these shows are fun. I'm excited to get back to actually covering real things happening.
2: Yeah, so the Avs are back on the ice tomorrow, 8 p.m. against the Vancouver Canucks at Pepsi Center. We will be there, of course, uh, bringing you all that great coverage you have come to expect from us. Again, thank you guys all so much for bearing with us as as the website, as as we've migrated everything to our our new platform. It's been sticky. It's been... (laughs) Uh, a rough transition for us. So thank you guys so much. Seriously, AJ, I don't know if you have anything to add on on that. Everyone kind of sticking with us through through the ups and downs no, I mean, of this week. It's
1: certainly it's been frustrating, and we do really appreciate everybody's patience with it. Um, you know, obviously we don't love that this is happening. This is we're just as frustrated as everybody else. You know, you should see all of our group chats where we're like, we we're, we're, we have content we want to create. You know. Right. I I wrote a four thousand word Landeskog piece that's just not getting read right now. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you know that I worked really hard on, so uh, it's it's certainly a frustration for us. You know, we um, we're kind of glad it happened during the bye week, obviously, because this would be much worse if games were going on and we weren't getting anything posted. So, it for us anyway, and not so much the Nuggets guys, but for us, this was a blessing in disguise in terms of timing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also why we did it this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's also, you know, it's never, it's never good when paying customers can't access the service that you're trying to provide. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we definitely do apologize. We are, we are working to correct it and we do have optimism that we will be back up and running hundred percent with a beautiful new website and app. In the next couple of days, like full bore 100% in the next couple of days. Yeah. The site should be sooner than that. Uh, obviously, we're expecting today, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you never know, you know, not being on the development side of things, it's hard for us to to give estimates like that. Yeah. Because we're only going off of what we're told. And, of course, we're consistently going to be given optimistic outlooks. So
2: So that's what we'll continue to um, pass on to you guys. And and that'll be the same with the abs as well. We'll try to stay as as optimistic as possible in these dark, dark, dark days.
1: Oh yeah. The darkest of days. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, AJ, uh, let's get out of here. It's Friday. Let's let's start the weekend. Oh
1: dude, I've got a whole weekend of ice cream ahead of me.
2: Of ice ice cream, yeah. All right,
1: you remember last week I was telling you I had this huge craving for ice cream.
2: Oh, you did. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. So this weekend I decided I was gonna go ham on. I was gonna. I was gonna go all in on the ice cream.
2: There you go. Hell yeah, I got some uh, uh, ice cream sandwiches earlier in the week. That's that's like my one ice cream thing that I really love, and I've been I've been diving. Oh, into
1: it. dude. I do. I love like ice cream accessories, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the uh, like the wheels and the sandwiches and all the different all the different toys and things like toys. Whoa. Not, you know, not not toys, but like, no,
2: you like, you know, so you like Cold Stone is what you're saying, like Cold Stone. Is your oh, jam. yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, and know, uh, I mean, who
1: doesn't who doesn't want to get down with a waffle cone every once in a See, while, I, you know,
2: I'm not a cone person. I. I will 10 out of 10 times take my ice cream in just a cup.
1: Uh, see, I got to, I got to change it up and I like being like the cone, the cone is a good time. And I mean, you can eat it too.
2: Yeah. But I don't like how ice cream melts all over your hand. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: my. obviously you have to, you have to be competent. You have to know how to do it like an adult. Well, you just
2: gotta, you gotta eat it so fast. I'm not trying to speed eat my dessert. If you get it in a cone. Uh, well, you know,
1: you also don't want to take forever, you know, you, because at that point, then you're just like drinking. I it. don't
2: like being on a timetable for my desserts.
1: Well, then ice cream just shouldn't be for you. That's why you like ice cream sandwiches because they don't really do no. Anything.
2: And ice cream, I, I don't. I mean, it's fine. Like ice cream's okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm not a huge ice cream guy for that exact reason.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's got to be in, in the right circumstances and usually with the right company
2: agreed let's get out of here so you can go start your ice cream weekend i will see you back at the rink tomorrow aj for aj hafley i'm jesse montano this is the bsn avalanche podcast presented by total beverage thank you guys all so much for listening